Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast with me, Sari Taylor, trained psychotherapist, coach and teacher of how to live our very best lives. I'll be covering a wide range of topics with some special guests, but always pointing back to our mental health and innate well-being. Hi, and welcome to this podcast where I'm going to talk to you about grief. This is something that I get asked about a lot. And I think, you know, quite simply the reason for that is, is that it does affect all of us. I suppose it's one of those things in life, isn't it? That none of us are going to go through life without experiencing it. We're all going to experience it at some time or other. And so in a way, we kind of all have an opinion on it. We all have an experience of it. And one of the most common questions I actually get asked, or when people come to me, or if they come to talk to me when they're grieving or they're overwhelmed with grief, is that they're coming often for some level of reassurance in a way that they're doing it right. Is this how it should be? Am I doing it right? When we get really overwhelmed and we have really intense feelings, we can often, I mean, my experience has certainly been that we can feel like we kind of go to this edge, like this almost cliff edge in our minds of where if we go over that, we, we've totally lost control and we're going to fall apart or we're going to break or whatever way you want to look at it. You know, the other side of that cliff, we see it's a problem. It, you know, it's a real problem. If I get any worse, if this doesn't go away, if I don't deal with this, if I don't manage this, what's going to happen? We start to view ourselves as a problem and our grief and our experience of grief as a problem. And as I say, it's something that none of us are immune from. And one of my favorite quotes that really helped me actually, or or came to mind a lot when I was grieving, anyone that's read my book about anxiety will know that I lost my dad to cancer when my daughter was nine months old. He was diagnosed and actually only given three months to live when, um, when I was about six months pregnant. And one of the things that kind of, not reassured me is not the right word, that just gave me peace of mind occasionally was the, I can't think of the actual words, it's Alfred Lord Tennyson is the quote. And it's along the lines of, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved before. And the way I interpreted that or the way I got, peace of mind from that is this idea that I wouldn't be feeling this pain had I not ever experienced love. And I'm grateful for experiencing love. You know, it's what, it's what we're here for, isn't it? It's what's at the core of all of us. And it's what's actually behind all of the overwhelm, the stress, the overthinking, the worry, the concern, everything, everything that seems to be a problem in life, just right behind that is love. And You know, people actually experience grief for someone that they weren't close to. Sometimes people can grieve for parents or or friendships or um, people can grieve for people that were not even in their lives that much or weren't, didn't have much of life. And that still doesn't mean for me that that quote's not relevant because Sometimes we can not only grieve the loss of somebody, we can also grieve for the loss of connection or time with or experience of love with that that was missing 
And, you know, because this is something else that comes up. People will say, oh, well, I didn't have a great relationship with him, but I'm, I'm grieving and I don't understand it. Well, you're still grieving. And I think just because the love you experienced maybe wasn't always directly with them, doesn't mean you haven't experienced love and therefore you're going to feel loss. And so to come back to this question of how do we grieve? What do we do? Now there's theories out there. There's stages of grief and loss that, you know, we're looking at anger, uh, denial, anger, bargain, all of that stuff that as a therapist, I, psychotherapist, I, um, studied and learnt and all of that kind of thing gave a structure to something that's really not very tangible because it's, it's a feeling it's an experience and and I think sometimes people find reassurance in structure and so some people may find you know exploring what the stages of grief are reassuring that they're on the right path but actually the right path is your path when we lose someone we then only experience the grief or any feelings towards them. You know, it might even be anger, frustration, whatever it is. We're only ever experiencing that now in this moment through our thinking. And we're going to think until the day that we die. And beyond, who knows, I don't know what happens. But we're, gonna, we're always thinking and therefore we've always got access to those feelings. So... It's been 12 years now since my dad passed away. Have I finished grieving? Have I grieved? And again, that's the bit where I don't, I don't really reflect in that way because actually if I think long and hard enough about my dad, if I sat here and thought about him for long and hard enough, that grief would, would come in a way. That feeling of loss would come as though it was yesterday. I remember somebody once saying to me, I, I was in a, a church, I was, there was a, my daughter's school, there was a mass. And there's something about church, the smell, the sound, maybe the peace and quiet. There's something about it that even though I don't particularly follow a faith now, I find something quite calming about in, being in that environment. But what it also does is it gets me thinking and it reminds me of, you know, most of the time I've spent time in churches, sadly, is for funerals. And so my thinking will often go, go that way. And so I can remember feeling upset about something. It was a song. I think it was a hymn or something. Sorry, I've got a tickle in my throat. Uh, a song or something. I think it was the song or the hymn that was played at my dad's funeral. And... I felt emotional because I instantly went to thinking about my dad's funeral and about my dad. And so it would figure that thinking about it creates feelings because that's what happens. And somebody asked me, and it was someone of a much older generation um, that's asked me, oh, how come you're upset? I said, oh, it just reminds me of my dad and it's, you know, he's passed away and it's quite sad. And she said, Oh, sorry about that. When did he pass away? I said, um, this was a few years ago. I said, oh, it's been nearly 10 years. She went, oh, I thought you were going to say like last week. And when I think of it, it makes me laugh because we have this story, don't we? This dialogue of we're looking for answers, how it should be. And, and so very innocently, her 
opinion was, well, you're not, you're not over that now. If you're not grieved, like, you still cry for that. And that's because we misunderstand that actually our thoughts create feelings. And that doesn't matter whether something happened last week, last year, 20 years ago, five seconds ago. We're always experiencing through our thinking. And so this is why we don't need to concern ourselves too much as to whether we are grieving correctly or we have grieved. Because no amount of theory, no amount of of getting it right or however you you feel you should be doing things is going to make you immune from however much further down the line you're thinking creating feelings. And we can access those anytime. Now, you know, people say time is a healer, but for me, what time is, is as time goes on and more changes and I change and things happen, there's more filling my mind. But I can tell you now that at no point am I not able to sit and really think about my dad and that he's not here and that I miss him and all of that stuff. And those feelings come back thick and fast. Now, someone might say, oh, you've not grieved then. Believe you me, I have grieved. I have experienced a heck of a lot of feelings and grief around loss and frustration and sadness and fear, all of that stuff. So if you are someone that is grieving or worries, I know there's a lot of people out there that worry about the grief that they might anticipate in the future when they lose a loved one. However you manage is just perfect. However you process is just right. If and amongst all of the grief, you find yourself wandering off in your mind and experiencing love and joy with someone and enjoying yourself, don't feel guilty for that. Don't feel like you need to go back to the thoughts of grief because that's what you're supposed to be doing at the moment because they will come, they will come and go. So, you know, on the other side of grief and loss is love. So when you can experience that and you can fill your heart for those moments, I mean, some of the times where I have laughed the most and felt the most warm connection to people and family and friends is at funerals. I talked about this the other day in um, in a a live, I think, on Facebook, where even in and amongst all this seriousness and life can be serious, life's not meant to be hard, but gosh, life throws us some challenges that, that we really then believe we need to be serious and we need to tackle this and we need to take it really seriously. And I just went on and said, you know, if you haven't laughed today, then you're taking life too seriously. And I know that people will be listening to this that have got so much on thinking, oh, it's all right for you to say. And what a silly thing to say, like when you've got all this going on. And one of the things I said in that video is even in amongst, even when my dad was on his deathbed, we laughed and we joked. And they are by far my fondest memories. There's no rules. There's no set ways in which this has to be done. It's going to come and go in waves because that's what, feelings do because thoughts come and go and our state of mind is never permanent and it will fluctuate so my best advice if you are in the thick of grief if you are riding this emotional roller coaster is to not question it don't compare yourself to others and their grief and their experience just know that whatever you're experiencing right now is just exactly how it's meant to be for you 
and it's not permanent. And yes, it can feel painful and it can feel overwhelming. But love and peace of mind and joy is always just on the other side and accessible. You know, we are innately well when we have a whole load of stuff going on in our heads and it feels overwhelming and it feels relentless and it feels like it's not going to go away. It does. And then it might come back again. So in a way, you know, I'd love to have come on here and given you strategies of what you do and how you do it. But there are none. And I just encourage you to follow your gut instinct, take care of yourself, be compassionate with yourself, allow yourself to have these experiences and know that resisting them, trying to get rid of them is probably going to just keep them there for longer. And, you know, reach out, talk to people, do what feels right for you. And so I'm just going to leave it again with that quote, which I love which is it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Sending you lots of love. Take care.